0: Welcome to your Lot and Parcel podcast. Our mission is to emphasize the importance of preserving historic landmarks for future generations, mental health, physical well-being, and a safe family home environment. We value your monetary support. Here's your host, Benjamin F. Diaz.
1: From her beautiful farm in the state of Maine, my guest has contributed her stage advice to the backyard chicken keeping community for more than a decade, and has recently entered the culinary arena with the release of her first cookbook, the Fresh Egg Daily Cookbook. She is an author, a fifth generation chicken keeper, and known as the queen of the coop. And here she is, Lisa Steele. Thank you, Lisa, for coming on and joining me today. I'm I'm really happy to to have you on the show. And what you have to say, uh, it it is uh, interesting to me because I did grow up in a farm and know what it is uh, to have a chicken coop and uh, the benefits of having that. So before we get into our discussion, tell us a little bit about you, your background, and uh, your, your field of interest, Lisa.
2: Sure, I live in Maine and I do raise chickens. I grew up in New England. We had chickens as kids. My grandparents had a chicken farm. So I kind of grew up around chickens
1: Mm -hmm. and in
2: New England. Um, And I guess it's one of those things where you just can't escape your destiny. I went to college. I worked on Wall Street for a while and ended up back on a farm raising chickens. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really exactly sure how that happened. But I definitely believe it's where I'm meant to be.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I can uh, I can relate to that. Uh, as I indicated, I did grow up on a farm myself. I, I know what it is to have a a hen house and uh, to be able to take care of them. In fact, uh, as a very little guy, little guy, my mom would send me out, you know, to collect. Those those eggs, you know, and uh, yeah, I remember that. Also, remember the roosters too. I'm telling you, they they were so protective.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we yeah we had roosters that chased us, and our I have a, a younger brother, and that was our job too was to go out and collect the eggs. And we used to wear oven mitts on our hands because the chickens, mm-hmm. some of them were so mean they'd peck us when we tried to collect the eggs. So my childhood memories aren't the best, but as an adult raising them, it's entirely. <laughs> you know they're they're more like pets now.
1: Yeah, yeah, they can be too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let me ask you Lisa, what is causing the, this backyard chicken boom that we see today?
2: Yeah, it's really interesting. We saw it back in 2008, 2009 mm-hmm. when there was a recession, people were out of work. Uh, You know, not only was somebody home, maybe because they didn't have a job, but they were kind of worried about where their food was coming from and gardening and chicken keeping got got really big back Mm -hmm. then. And then it kind of sort of leveled out um, Mm -hmm. until COVID (laughs) and then about a month (laughs) into COVID, people uh, started to get nervous about you know, food supplies again, and again, people were out of work, they were, or they weren't out of work, but they were working from home, you know, kids were, were home from school and anyone Mm -hmm. who had been thinking about it said, well, you know what, we're all home all day, let's try chickens and see how it works. And I mean, I think some of the hatcheries within maybe two months of, Mm -hmm. of uh, COVID that March or April of that year, their sales were up 500%. I mean, it it just... (laughs) literally exploded yeah Yeah, it's crazy I mean I saw my blog traffic and my book sales practically double from the year before Um, so yeah, there was a huge interest and I you know I do have to say that knowing that you can go in your backyard and collect eggs or, you know, pick carrots or beets or garlic or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, it's a huge sense of security. And I think all of us during COVID kind of felt like, you know, the world was ending. <laughs> so I think that <laughs> anything we could hold on yeah. to that made us feel secure yeah. Yeah. Um, really helped a lot.
1: Oh, I think so. I think so. Having a, uh, you know, a flock of chickens and all. To me, that's a really earthy, you know, things you can mm-hmm. do, like, like you said, a garden and all that. That's... Uh, In fact, I think it's therapeutic if you ask me to have uh, raised chickens and uh, benefit by their production. I I know there's a a controversy, you know, as to their health benefit over the years. Kind of goes back and forth, back and forth. You know, what what are your thoughts on that?
2: well my thoughts are my grandmother who did raise chickens you know their whole life they had a two story two wing chicken barn you know that was what what they did um Mm -hmm. she ate eggs probably every day of her life and she lived to be 99 years old so Mm. for me and most of it right up until the very last year she lived by herself my grandfather had died um he had asthma and he wasn't super healthy even as a kid, but um, yeah, she lived on her own almost till the end. And so, I say, if she did it, it's good enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. you know, I think that the other choices, and if you don't eat eggs, especially for breakfast, what are you going to be eating?
1: Mm-hmm. A bagel or a donut or oh, a gosh. muffin? How you know, I know. mean,
2: <laughs> no, so uh, I'll stick with uh, eggs,
1: yeah, yeah, you and me both, you and me both, you know. In fact, there's a, I don't know if this is true in your area, but out this way, you see, if you don't know what to cook for dinner, just just make breakfast. Mm-hmm. You ever heard that?
2: Yes, we yeah, love breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Even just scrambled egg toast and bacon, uh-huh. you know, that, that's a great dinner. Um, it's quick, it's easy. Or you can make, you know, an omelet if you're a little more ambitious. Or mm-hmm. I love frittatas. You mm-hmm. know, it's basically a quiche with no crust. Um So you just kind of, you know, mix eggs with vegetables, leftover oh, gosh, meat, yes. cheese, just... whatever you've got in the fridge.
1: yeah. You stick yeah. it in
2: the oven and you have dinner.
1: Yeah, yeah. In fact, you can... Uh, eggs over a a bit of rice, you know. Uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's so versatile to me. But I think uh, this controversy comes a lot from uh, probably, uh, you know, the other things that go along with eggs that people put into, maybe the oil that's used and other things, you know. But eggs uh, all onto themselves, to me, they're very healthy. In fact, not too long ago, I interviewed an oncologist. It's a a cancer doctor that uh, he said that eggs contain iodine which uh, is a uh, a good cancer uh, healer. healer kills those radical cancer cancer cells you know so now you can't go wrong before you talk about protein you talked about uh, no it's uh, it's uh, eggs are great and so before we uh, you know make the commitment to raise chickens what is it that we need to consider um, Yeah, that's
2: a really good question. I mean, a lot of people did jump in, I think, kind of just a knee-jerk reaction Mm -hmm. um, to worrying about food on the grocery store shelves. But, you know, basically, uh, people should check with their town or municipality to make sure that they can have chickens. And I think if even people who live in urban areas Mm -hmm. don't feel like you can't have them because a lot of urban areas are downtown Austin. I believe allows chickens a lot of mm. downtown areas even so definitely ask you know don't assume because you live in the country that you can have them or that you live in the city that you can't so do your research talk to your town you might need a permit um, you might need need a, need a permit for your chicken coop there might be mm. a limit as to how many you can have so just know what the guidelines are and what you're allowed mm-hmm. and then some you know basic research into. The different breeds, you know, there are over a hundred different breeds of chickens, and there's not really any wrong breed. But mm-hmm. you know, if you live in a cold climate, it's probably a good idea to get some chickens that are a little more cold hardy. Or if you live in a warm climate, some of the Mediterranean breeds do better in warm climates. So just do a little research. The hatcheries online have wonderful um, breed guides. With temperament and what color eggs the chickens lay, and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So, a little
2: research into that. Um, and then, you know, obviously a little more into how to take care of them, the basics about feeding and water and, you know, safety from predators and
1: right. what
2: kind of coop you want to get for them, things like that.
1: Yeah. Let me ask you what, what breed do you have, if I may ask? For breeds? Yeah, your breed. The, the ones you raise. Okay.
2: Over the years, I have had so many different breeds. But, it, it, you know, it's very—it's a personal decision. And okay. I like pretty chickens that are friendly and lay oh. pretty eggs. Yeah, so, <laughs> I yeah. have Americanas that lay the blue eggs. And I have um, Lavender Orpingtons that are just beautiful kind of purplish-gray chickens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Australorps. Okay. Solid black, also very pretty. Oh, wow. okay. um, so I have I have a variety.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's Plymouth Rock. Uh, I think uh, mm-hmm. my my basically it was my mom that uh, had that uh, that endeavor of the uh, hen house, uh, and I think it was a, a Rhode Island Reds, I believe, is what it was that she had. Yeah, that's what my are,
2: grandparents raised those as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're very popular. Let me ask you, is climate or uh, all that, is that taken into consideration as to what breed you can? I you mean, know? to
2: some extent, but most chickens are going to do pretty well anywhere okay. in the United States. Yeah,
1: I think so. Mm. I um, have a good friend uh, that uh, it surprised me. I, I went to his home uh, one day and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> he offered me a dozen of eggs. Yeah, I said, what, 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 where do these come from? And he, he proceeded to tell me he has a, a hen house out back. He has 55 hens back there. And I was surprised that he had them back there. I, I didn't hear them. Not, not While well, I was there, I didn't hear any noise or anything. And he's surrounded by homes, back, front, side. You know, his lot's probably maybe about a oh i don't know maybe 10,000 square foot uh lot and uh apparently they allow uh him to have those uh, those uh, those hens there and i was sure surprised but uh he's very good about you know making sure things are uh, uh permitted and you know under the uh, the um he's quite a, a law abiding fellow you know so <laughs> i, sure everything's
2: I clean and all yeah, that oh, yeah oh yeah i didn't
1: i didn't uh, question uh, uh, him at all on that but uh my goodness i uh so yeah i think that would be the thing to do is check with your your city uh, or town to see mm-hmm. what can you do you know but uh boy i i know where i'm i'm in the city now uh lisa and i tell you what i do miss that rooster in the morning but uh, do and, and let me ask you that do you need a rooster
2: No, you don't need a rooster. The chickens will happily lay eggs without a rooster. A lot of the more suburban areas don't allow roosters, you know, because obviously everyone doesn't appreciate, (laughs) you know, sunrise crowing and pretty much all day crowing, middle of the night crowing.
0: You are listening to Your Lot and Parcel podcast. Please tell a friend and support the educational program by leaving us a rating or review. We thank you in advance.
1: My guest has been dishing out advice on raising chickens, ducks, and geese naturally, as well as gardening and growing herbs via her Better Home and Garden Award-winning blog and social media platform. And for you to learn more about Fresh Eggs Daily, you will find the link in the show notes. Here she is again, Lisa steel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my goodness uh, so uh, tell us about the production i mean uh, what are the seasons that they lay and how much and for how long do they
2: lay yeah, that's, that's a good question because a lot of people that get into it don't realize that mm-hmm. you're not going to get an egg a day from every chicken you know the a good layer might lay seven eggs a week but more likely it's probably five or six you know they they don't lay every day but just about mm-hmm. every 24 hours um they lay better in the spring and summer okay. and then when fall comes they lose their feathers and grow in new feathers for the winter to stay mm-hmm. warm They stop uh, laying at that point when they start molting. Um, Mm -hmm. And then unless you add light to your coop, they're not going to start up again laying until the spring. They need about 14 hours of daylight to stimulate their ovary to release an egg yolk. So if Mm -hmm. they're not getting that light, they're going to stop laying. So I give mine a break. I figure they're just trying to stay warm, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm, in the winter. mm -hmm. Um, And I think they need that break, you know, so they get a break in the winter, but they have started up over the last two or three weeks, we've started getting eggs again. So it's not really that long of a period that they stop. And then now through, you know, late September, early October, Mm -hmm. I can count on almost an egg a day from for about two, three, four years, something like that. And then as they get older, they do start to drop a little bit in production
1: each year. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, My sister has uh, hens and uh, she too will bring me a dozen eggs, you know, and uh, which is, which I appreciate. Uh, Nothing like uh, uh, home hen eggs. I'm telling you how much, how much, how much room do they need to, to be able to, uh, thrive and, and be able to produce
2: not as much as you might think your friend yeah. with the 55 chickens probably had a fairly big chicken house yes. for them yes. Yes. um but if you just have a small flock of five or six chickens a coop maybe the size of a doghouse they only need about three square feet of coop space apiece, mm-hmm. um and then they need a, a pen you know so They don't run around your neighbor's yards and cross the road and do all the things they shouldn't do. So they need a secure pen to be in, at least when you're not home. Um, And about 10 square feet per chicken in that, but you know, for four or five chickens, you're not really talking much more space than, than a dog house. And then, you know, one of those typical dog kennels that people have Mm -hmm. um, would be enough space for a small flock.
1: Free range of chickens. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that? I guess it make it a little hard to look for those eggs, right? But uh, what? what it,
2: yeah, that. Yeah, that. Sometimes the chicken will take off and you know decide to sit on eggs to hatch them into baby chicks. Mm. Um, it, you know, free ranging. It's it's hard because they do love it. They love to run around and look for bugs and worms and you know sit in the sun. But the reality is, you're going to lose them eventually you know it's, it's never going to end well because it just takes one predator one time you know whether it's your neighbor's dog a hawk a fox mm-hmm. i mean pretty much everything eats chickens so oh, it depends on your level of uh acceptable losses i guess i'd say you know mm-hmm. we let ours out i try to stay outside with them you know to watch them we do have a dog so the more precautions you take and i only do it you know part of the day i try to mix it up a little bit you don't want to be Super predictable because predators learn uh, oh. routine, oh, yeah. you know, and they'll watch. So you kind of have to outsmart the predators. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I remember the hawk being up there just observing, looking for an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, so what would you say the ideal number of chickens to have would be to, you know, to be able to, to I guess it depends on the family, the size of the family too. But what are your thoughts on that?
2: I mean, obviously, as many as possible, but I think a good good starter flock size is probably five or six, you know, Mm -hmm. that way, if you lose one or or two, maybe, you know, you don't have a single chicken, and roughly one chicken per family member um, Mm. is probably a good rule of thumb. But you're probably going to eat more eggs than you used to when you have them fresh from the backyard. And like you said, you'll start having them for dinner, you know, you'll eat them at more than just breakfast. Exactly. Would
1: uh, you have your own chickens? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I uh, I really enjoy them. I I uh, understand this. Last year we, there was a avian influenza. Did that uh, affect you a little bit? Or what? What can you tell us about it- that?
2: did not affect us personally every okay. couple of years it mm-hmm. kind of sweeps through the country it, it's spread by wild birds so during migration oh, okay. time you know they're migrating and stopping yeah. off at different places and spreading it and they can spread the uh, avian flu to domestic flocks so mm-hmm. uh you know there have been both commercial poultry houses that have been completely wiped out as well as backyard flocks it's unfortunately there's no cure uh there's no vaccine and it is almost 100% fatal. So one in the flock gets it. It's also hugely infectious. So, you know, I do watch the CDC. They have a map of where different cases have been found. And if Mm -hmm. there's something that's close, um, you know, it's a good idea to keep your chickens Inside, under a covered area, you know, mm. so they don't have contact with the wild birds. It's it's a good idea to keep bird feeders away from your chicken coop, and you know, just kind of be conscious of that. Um, mm. We're always we're careful about having dedicated footwear, you know, for the chicken coop, and not inviting other people um, to visit. You know especially who have chickens and i don't bring in adult birds i only ever add by adding baby chicks
1: oh, okay. because
2: chickens can just there's so many things that can go wrong health-wise and there's respiratory diseases so bringing in adult birds is a big risk and i i just prefer to keep more of a closed flock
1: yeah. and just
2: add baby chicks you know yeah. when i'm adding
1: yeah is there a, a periodic uh, health check uh, that you perform uh, on your chickens <sighs>
2: I mean, I, I do, I, it's not, you know, super official, like today's not, you know, health check day, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I do make it a point, you know, when I let them out and when I put them in and, you know, just kind of, mm. uh, pick them up, you know, at random, check their eyes, check their feet, make sure everything looks good. Mm. You know, chickens are, are pretty good at hiding their symptoms. They're, <laughs> you know, they're flock animals, so oh, they, yeah. Yeah. they can get picked on by the other ones. Um, so they, they try not to show weakness, mm. uh, by the time you notice something is wrong, you know, if they're all puffed up or standing there with their eyes closed or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, something probably is seriously wrong. Um, but it's a good idea to just keep an eye because you'll know what's normal. You know, once I you start so. raising them, you'll you'll see normal behavior and know when something's not quite right.
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get a feel for what uh, mm-hmm. looks normal or and, and what doesn't. Uh, I understand owners also say that there's a hen zen. Can you expand expand on that a little bit? What what does that mean to you?
2: So I think what they're talking I mean, I, I guess it could go two ways, but I think what they're talking about is when, you know, she's sitting on eggs yeah. or laying an egg, the chicken kind of goes into this sort of like hypnotic state, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, she- when they're sitting on eggs they're sitting for three weeks you know that's a mm-hmm. long time to just mm-hmm. sit in a box on eggs so I, I think they do kind of go into this this different kind of state where you know they just kind of check out and and sit on the egg
1: yeah yeah They, they it's like a you know they're just uh their own little world like a tranquilizer mm-hmm. you know it's just because uh, I, I i know that what that looks like and uh and uh, nature, nature has put that into where they just sit there and uh, make sure mm-hmm. those uh, little uh, chicks come out. You know, so that's uh, that's great how nature works that way. Um, before I, I let you go, well, what uh, what can you tell us about your website? What can we find there? And, and some parting oh, words. Yes. yes,
2: absolutely. If anyone is thinking about getting chickens, like mm-hmm. I, like we talked about, you know, check with your town. But um, my website has over 600 articles on all different topics wow. and yeah. uh, fresh eggs daily.com and i'm also you know on social media at fresh eggs daily have a couple books if you check amazon it's a great place to start your research mm-hmm. you know just doing mm-hmm. some reading trying to get an idea if this is something you might want to do chickens are not difficult but it's consistent so you have to yeah. be home yeah. every day to let them out put them in you know that kind of thing oh, yeah. just something to keep in mind
1: exactly yeah uh- Much like having a pet dog or, you know, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. I mean, it's... uh,
2: It's a responsibility.
1: There is a responsibility component, that's for sure. Um, You say you have a couple of books. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: I do. My first book uh, was called Fresh Eggs Daily. It's a good beginner guide. I know Mm -hmm. a lot of kids enjoy it. You know, it's not written on a super scientific or high level. So it's a a good, you know, basic uh, beginner book. And then I have two books. Uh, DIY chicken keeping and 101 chicken keeping hacks that are more project based so if you want to make your chickens a swing or a special treat feeder or if you want to make them special treats or you know make your own scratch grains, things like that so it's sort of a little bit more involved once you have the basics down um yeah. and then oh i just and i wrote a cookbook the fresh eggs daily cookbook which is a yeah. uh, hundred recipes oh, wow. uh, which came out last year so once you have your chickens and you have more eggs than you know what to do with i have a cookbook <laughs> to give you some more ideas
1: well that's great <clears throat> excuse me but uh, no i i do remember something about a recipe book so i want to have my wife to look into that one right there because i tell you what <clears throat> eggs are so uh, like i said versatile you know you can uh, you can really uh, make some good stuff with those um so what is the 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 uh, the website that you have so? oh fresh, yeah, yeah.
2: freshdaily.com
1: ah okay very good and uh i uh, wanted to ask do you have any parting words for uh, as far as uh, words of encouragement for those that may be thinking or contemplating
2: yeah, yeah i definitely Definitely give it some thought because it, it's yeah. really wonderful, not just for the eggs, but chickens also are great at eating bugs and they provide a lot of manure for your garden. And back to the Zen thing, I think there's a sort of a Zen um, that you get from just watching the chickens in the yard. You know, they just kind of live in the moment. They enjoy being out in the sunshine <laughs> yeah. and just to sit and watch them. It's it's a lot of free entertainment.
1: I think so. Oh yeah. I In fact, I'm, thinking about it now i had some other friends that live a little out in the outside of the uh, city and uh, they also have hens. and <clears throat> i remember one time they were moving some uh some materials out there in the yard and all of a sudden there was all kinds of bugs so what does she do she she calls <laughs> the chickens right you know and uh, my gosh he, they really cleaned up but uh no it's 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 a lot of fun i think and uh, you benefit from it well I, I appreciate you being with us uh lisa it was great and. Uh, does bring back memories i want you to know and oh uh, that's nice oh gosh yeah, it really does so i want to thank you uh, for coming on your lot and parcel show and i wish you continued success lisa
2: thank you so much for having me
0: thank you for listening the theme music has been provided by echo foxtone All the opinions expressed in the podcast are opinions only and should not be relied on. We hope you will join us in supporting home and family through your monetary funding. For more information, please visit yourlotandparcel.org.